Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 1, the scripture says, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire. Everybody say the fire. The fire. Everybody say the fire. Amen. The fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Somebody say amen. Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. If you can read it or quote it, I want you to do so with me as we go through these verses. Are you ready? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Would you mind just exercising a little bit with me and would you stand to your feet right now before we really get into this? And what I want you to do is I want you to lift up your hands and if you feel so, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to begin to pray right now that the Spirit of Almighty God would fill you, would fill your family, would fill this church and would fill this city by the authority that's in the Word of God and by the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. We don't just want a touch. We want to be filled with all the power, presence, glory and spirit of God would you clap your hands and just give God a great praise oh hallelujah amen somebody say in Jesus name you may be seated pastor brown asked if I had a title and I was trying to think of some fancy title I do know that I had a word and that word was given to me as the plane last night began to descend into Watertown and I began to pray and I felt the spirit of the Lord move upon me and speak the words to me and say, this region will be filled. This region will be. I want you to turn to somebody and declare that faith right now. Turn to somebody and say, this region will be filled. Hallelujah. I want you to notice that in the book of Acts chapter 2, it started in the house. And I felt that as tongues and interpretation went forth through the gifts of the Spirit this morning, I felt the Lord impress upon me the thought that His Spirit first filled the house before it filled the region. It filled the house before it filled the nation. Before there was 3,000 added to the church, there was 120 in the house filled with the Spirit. 
Whether you have already received the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, like the Bible says, or you have never been filled, whether you've had it for 50 plus years or if you've never had it in your life, today the Spirit of God is going to fill this place. The Spirit of God is going to fill your home. The Spirit of God is going to fill your house. The Spirit of God is going to fill this region. Would you lift up your hands with faith? Faith right now, and would you receive that as a word from the Lord in the name of Jesus? I don't let your words fall to the ground, I don't let your truth fail or fall. But God, I receive it in my heart and I receive it upon my lips. I respond to it with my faith in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit fill this region in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. This year has been an interesting year to say the least. And I began this year uh, in Australia on January the 2nd and flew, left December 31st and landed on January the 2nd in Canberra, Australia, which is the nation's capital of Australia. And I was there to be a part of their national general conference, and we love Australia, and my wife and I started our marriage in Australia, and we love the people there, great apostolic people. But as my plane began to descend in Sydney, Australia, before I would head on to Canberra, I looked out the window, and it was as if somebody had painted the window white. It was so so thick with what I thought was fog, and, and there was zero visibility, and you couldn't see the runway or the city of Canberra or of Sydney, and and when I landed and got service on my phone, I started getting text messages from ministers saying, welcome to Smoky, Australia. And I realized it was smoke. It wasn't fog. When they opened the door to the airplane, it smelled like a big barbecue or bonfire or something. And I couldn't believe it. And Googled some news and things and found that Australia was under, it is still under one of the greatest tragedies and devastations of its entire history the wildfires and brush fires that are completely ravaging the nation of Australia from from center to circumference and everywhere in between. And and I remember then flying from Sydney to Canberra where they were holding the general conference there at the convention center. And my hotel was connected to that convention center. Um, and that first night, Brother Alan Shaw, a missionary, began to preach about spiritual warfare and and... It's an amazing thing to go to another nation, to go overseas, but to enter another nation under such a great tragedy as was there present in Australia, especially when you're going there for such a great occasion as the general conference and knowing that people that we've had the privilege of being in their churches around that nation are all coming together in one city, one location, one building, one church to worship God together. And it was such a, a great occasion. But yet under this under this situation, it was it was a bit difficult and and just a bit uncertain. But that first night when Brother Alan Shaw preached and the Lord began to deal with me and I was in the altar myself that night and began to pray. And I'll never forget when the Lord began to speak to me and deal with me and and say, prepare yourself, because everything's about to change. I wrote it down. It was one of those words from God that was so strong and tangible. I had to write it down, and I 
called my wife later that night and told her she was back in Texas. And I said, the Lord spoke to me and said to start preparing ourselves spiritually because everything was about to change. And I didn't know what that even meant. I didn't know were we, you know, about to adopt a new dog or, you know, she doesn't like dogs. So that's that would have to be a miracle. But or or, are we going to, you know, transition in our ministry or move overseas? We didn't know what was going to happen. And um, later that conference, I was scheduled to speak and and uh, you could tell that there was somewhat of a hesitancy that Pastor Brown even spoke of this morning. There was a hesitancy and it was convicting to see that uh, we, we were wondering what the crowd would be like, what the attendance would be like, knowing that the fires were ravaging the nation. And we were uh, somewhat surprised to see that the attendance was even greater than on than average general conferences. And and to see that there were ministers there who came and drove 15 plus hours across the nation through closed highways and different roads around detours around the fires through the smoke filled nation to get to general conference knowing that they would never see their house again they would never see their home and their belongings again because while they would be gone at general conference the fires would reach their homes i spoke to one minister in fact who showed me a video that his neighbor had sent to him and he was several hours away at least 10 hours away from home and his neighbor had sent him the video saying if you want to save your 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 house and your things uh, or the things in your house you might want to come back now because the fires have reached our neighborhood and it's only a matter of time within a day or two the fire will destroy your home and he said it wasn't even a debate for my wife and I we had already made the decision no matter what happens we're staying at general conference because we want to see our children filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost is anybody here today who have that same kind of desire desperation and determination that says God I will tarry here I will linger here I will pray here I will do whatever it takes to see my family my house and my home my city filled with the spirit of the living God hallelujah Jesus and it was probably the third or fourth day that in the middle of the night at about 3 a.m., the fire alarms began to sound in the hotel. It woke everybody up, of course. And, and we were startled knowing that there were fires around the nation. We're wondering now if the hotel is on fire. But they came on the PA system and said, don't be alarmed. There's no fire in the hotel. We're waiting for the fire department to turn off, to come and to turn off the system. An hour goes by and the smoke alarms, the fire alarms are still going. Going off, and I'm a bit frustrated as anybody might be at four in the morning and uh, not being able to go back to sleep. And I called the front desk and said, What's the problem? Where is the fire department? Why have they not come to shut off the, the alarm system? And they said, Well, sir, every hotel and every building is filled with smoke right now. So the fire department is having to go to every building in the city to shut off the systems, and we're just in line waiting our turn. It was a couple of hours before they got there and finally turned off that system. And I was able to get maybe a few more minutes of sleep before I was awakened by the phone call from the superintendent who said, Chris, I'm sorry, but general conference is canceled. Uh, the smoke, uh, there wasn't fire in the city, but there was smoke that had filled the city. He said, you can't even go outside the hotel. He said, we just went and looked at the convention center that was the church, the sanctuary for that, that conference. And he said... We couldn't even go in to the sanctuary because the smoke had filled that building. Well, me being the 
ignorant person that I am, I had to go see it for myself. Got dressed and went outside, and, and one of the world's greatest coffee shops is in Canberra, and I tried to walk to that coffee shop, and, and it was half a mile away, and you couldn't even see anything. I'm not exaggerating this at all. Standing on the sidewalk, I couldn't even see the trees on the other side of the road. Couldn't see the skyscrapers. I made my way to the coffee shop, not thinking that they were probably closed for the day, but I was desperate for a cup of coffee. Somebody say amen. And... I turned around and my lungs were starting to burn. My eyes were starting to water. And I got back and my clothes were, they smelt like fire and smoke. And and they said the conference was canceled. And we'll let you know what what happens and what happens next. I'll just kind of give you this as a little uh, rabbit trail of faith. The youth group of that nation of Australia made up in their minds that general conference was not over. It may be delayed and postponed today, but it wasn't canceled. The youth of that nation, they went and gathered in the Airbnbs and hotels that people had gotten for that week. And they all gathered together and they said, we're going to pray all day, fast all day and through the night so that tomorrow we can have general conference. I promise you under the unction of the Holy Ghost that through the course of that prayer and fasting of that youth through that day and that night, the next morning I woke up to the call of the superintendent and he said, general conference is back on. Look outside your window. I opened up the curtains and it was the clearest day that you could ever imagine. When God's people pray, God will hear the prayers of His people and His church. Hallelujah. But that day that was canceled, that day that we didn't have church, I was scheduled to preach that night, and we had like two other services throughout the day. They said, stay in your room, and so I did. And I spent that day praying and, and seeking the Lord and, and finding, trying to find the will of God. And I began to read the Scripture, and I, 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 it seemed random and spontaneous or coincidental that I turned to Second Chronicles chapter 7. And knowing what chapter, or chapter 7 verse verse 14 said, I said, well, let me see what the whole chapter says. And then I came to the first few verses that reads that when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple and the priest could not go into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And verse 3 says, when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple. They bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. While we were quarantined outside of the church, pushed into our hotel rooms, confined in a hotel room, because the smoke of that physical fire had filled the Lord's house, I read these verses. 
And I can't tell you what came over me. This conviction and this desperation and this desire. And I began to pray. As the Lord had spoken to me the night before. Prepare yourself. Everything's about to change. I was praying with that desire and that yearning and desperation. And I began to pray. First of all, I began to say, God, I wish I could have been there. Have you ever read a story in the Bible and said, I wish I could have been in those sandals. I wish I could have been standing there when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. I wish I could have seen Jesus walking on water. I wish I could have been there when Elijah called fire down from heaven. I was saying that that day when I said the Lord to the Lord God, I wish I could have been there in 2 Chronicles 7 when your spirit poured out on the church building. And then that conviction moved me into praying for the modern day outpouring of the Spirit. And I began to pray, God, I want to see that happen in 2020. I want to see a day where we come to church. And we get there, and Pastor Brown and Pastor Chemist, they're standing outside the building saying, Sorry, folks, can't go in. I was thinking about that story uh, applied to 2020 and thinking, how awesome would it be to be driving to church and you're about a half mile away and all of a sudden uh, you start seeing something coming down from heaven uh, upon the location that you think your church is at. Uh, You see a smoke being poured out. Uh, You see something that looks like fire, not going up, but a fire coming down. Hallelujah. And then you get here and you see the pastoral team on the sidewalk saying, Sorry, church, we can't go in because the Spirit of the Lord has filled the church. And it says the church didn't turn around and go back. They didn't go home. It says they put their faces on the pavement. They had a church service right in the middle of the parking lot and they said Lord you are good for your mercy endureth forever I can't tell you how long and how fervently I prayed, Brother Brown, uh, for one day uh, that we would have a service like that. But then I was convicted again, uh, and the Lord and the Spirit of God began to deal with me uh, as if God was saying, why would you want to see something like that? I thought, because it would be awesome. It would be great. And the Lord just quickened in my spirit and said, Why would you want to stand on the outside and watch my spirit fill a building when your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? 1 Corinthians 6.19 Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own for you are bought with a price therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's
Oh, it would be a sight to see the building on fire with the Holy Ghost. But we've got 50 buildings in the house. We've got 50 temples of the Holy Ghost here today. If you've been filled with the Spirit of God, why don't you lift up your voice? Why don't you praise the King of Kings? Pastor Brown, I felt it so strong coming down on the plane last night. Uh, I was looking at all the water and realized that's why they call it Watertown. But as I began to pray, as I began to travail and intercede on the flight last night, uh, all I could hear was the voice of the Lord say, this region will be filled. This region will be filled. This region will be filled. Is there somebody in this service today that could agree with the Word of God and declare this region will be filled with the glory I'm going to just tell you this, and we're going to pray. Right before the quarantine shut down, my wife and I were preaching just outside in a suburb of Houston, Texas. I gave them a picture, and during that service, I just felt such a burden like I feel right now for, for people to come and to receive, to be filled and refilled with the baptism of the Spirit of God. Let me just stop and tell you right now that we need the word, we need the revelation, we need the knowledge, the understanding, we need all everything that God has to offer. I, I don't know about you, Pastor Brown, but I have felt in my spirit of prayer that there is such an importance right now that every saint, every man, every woman of God be filled with the spirit of his power. I went to this service and I began to preach with desperation for people to be filled whether for the first time or for the millionth time with the power of his spirit. And there was a little Indian girl, a teenage girl, and I prayed with her and we all prayed and she started speaking in tongues for the very first time. She was a first time visitor. She received the gift of the spirit of God right there. Just like the Bible says. And service was over and several people had received the spirit that day and we were leaving and I was walking out of the foyer and the family stopped me as I was walking out. And in fact, it was the brother of this young lady who stopped me and said, Brother Green, can I speak with you? And there stood the young lady who received the Holy Ghost, her brother, their two parents. And I believe it was the brother's wife. And he said, Brother Green, I need to tell you something. He says, we are from India. We're from India. He said, we've been living here in the States for just a few months now. And he said, uh. My father is Greek Orthodox, and my mother is Roman Catholic. He said, but a few weeks ago, I started having dreams every single night. He said, and I wanted to share these dreams with my dad, but I was a bit reluctant considering his faith, his Greek Orthodox faith. 
I thought that he would be upset about these dreams I was having until finally I worked up the courage to tell him the dreams. And my father looked at me wide eyed over the breakfast table and said, son, I've been having the same dreams every night. I said, what was the dream? He said, well, I don't he said, I don't hardly know how to put it into words. He said, but we were in a church. And all of a sudden there was a fire that appeared. He wasn't he said it wasn't a small fire, but it was a fire that filled the entire building. He said, I don't know exactly how to tell you this, but it moved like a wind. He said it circled the inside of that building as it filled the entire building from left to right, from corner to corner. He said, and the people of that church, they weren't running from the fire. He said, they were being touched by the fire and filled with that fire. He said, it was that fire that brought the power into that church. He said, it would happen like this every single night. And I finally told my dad, and when we realized we were having the same dream, we agreed, we've got to go find this fire. He said, in the last three weeks, we've been to seven or eight different churches, and we could not find that fire. He said, but when we walked into this sanctuary, and they began to sing the songs and worship, he said, I started to have goosebumps on my arms. He said, I started feeling tingly things. He said, I started crying. I've never cried in church before. He said, I started thinking, this might be the place. This might be where I find that fire. He said, and when you started preaching... He said, you started talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost. He said, and when we came down to the altar, I watched you lay hands on my sister. And she started speaking in other languages and in other tongues. He said, I elbowed my dad. And I said, dad, this is what we saw in that dream. This is the fire. This is the fire. This is the fire. Would you lift up your hands right now and just pray in the Holy Ghost? Come on, somebody really pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the fire of His Spirit for just a moment. You can stand or sit, do what you feel, but let me just tell you what I feel for Jesus Church right now. I want to tell you that that Indian family in Sugarland, Texas, Pastor Dwayne Turnbow's church, that Indian family that was there that day that had the dream those several weeks is not the only family in the world having dreams and visions and desires. There is a spiritual awakening in Watertown. There is a a spiritual awakening in South Dakota there is an eye that's being opened to the realm of the supernatural oh somebody let the rivers flow let the waters flow let his spirit flow I
I want everybody to lift up your hands right now where you're sitting. We're going to move forward in just a moment. But before we move forward, we're going to make a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your hands, everybody, every man, woman, child. Would you lift up your hands and say these simple words of faith. Say, Jesus, I want to be filled. I want to be filled. Pray for your family for a second. I want my husband or my wife to be filled. I want my son and my daughter to be filled I want to be filled I want my church to be filled I want my city and my region to be filled Let me tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Every eye closed for just a moment. If someone feels something specific, I'm going to give you the liberty to speak in just a second. Let me tell you, as just before this young boy began to speak in tongues, I felt the Holy Ghost begin to speak to me something I've never seen, heard before from God. I felt the Lord speak to me and say, there are two types of people in the apostolic church. There are those who are filled with just enough to get by. He said, but then there are those who are filled until their cup runneth over. He said, I'm looking for people who will allow me to fill them until they overflow. And the river of my spirit begins to pour out into the city, into the region, into the wilderness, into the desert, into the barren place. My spirit will flow through the church that allows me to overwhelm them and overfill them with my spirit. I feel that as young Noah began to speak in tongues, I feel the Lord spoke to me and say, tell them this is a representation of what happens when I fill people with my spirit until they overflow. Jesus' name. If there's anybody in this service right now that feels a direct word from God, like a fire shut up in your bones, I'm going to give you a moment to speak that right now.
Jesus. I'm just going to walk by faith for just a few seconds. Noah, will you come here and stand with me, buddy? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I feel that the Lord is is overflowing this young man right here. Noah, all I want to ask you to do, if you don't mind, I just want you to lift up your hands right now. And I just want you to pray over this church and the Holy Ghost. Would you do that right now? Church, would you lift up your hands and let the Spirit begin to move in this service right now? Go ahead, young man. Go ahead. <laughs> Now in the name of Jesus, I want to ask you if you are comfortable, I want you to bring your household to this altar. I want you to bring your home to this altar. I want you to bring your family. If you're here by yourself, please join us. Join us as we are the family and the body of Christ. I want you to come. I want everybody, if you are physically capable, if you're physically capable to do so, I want to ask you just to come forward as close as you can. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody just give him a little praise offering as you come to the altar. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice and just give him a little praise offering. I release praise and worship into this atmosphere. I release the spirit of praise and worship. Hallelujah. Now, everybody, under the sound of my voice, the scripture in Acts 2 says they were in one mind and in one place. That means they were positioned in a posture of unity, one mind and in one place. Would everybody lift up your hands right now as as high as you can, if you can just open them up even halfway, just open yourself up as an expression of the 
faith that I'm a vessel open to be filled, overwhelmed, overfilled with your spirit today, God. And your spirit's going to pour out of me. I'm not just going to be a, a, a lockbox of your spirit, God. I'm going to be a vessel that you pour into that overflows in the name of Jesus. As your, your hands are lifted from this point forward, all we're going to do is praise and worship. Even if you have a specific need of healing, you're going to say, I praise you, God, for my healing. I praise you for cleansing me of this disease. Even if you have a situation, a dire need of your family, you're going to praise him for already touching that need. You're going to praise him for already giving guidance and direction in your family. Even if there's family members that have yet to been filled with his spirit, you're going to say, I praise you for filling them with your spirit. If there's people here in this service who have never once been filled with His Spirit, the moment we begin to praise in this room, His Spirit is going to pour out in you. And out of your belly is going to flow the rivers of living water. Lift up your hands. And when I say in the name of Jesus, I want this church to let out a spirit of praise and worship until you are overfilled, until you are overwhelmed with the spirit of the Holy Ghost by the authority that's in the word of God and by the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Praise Him. Worship Him. Thank Him. Lift up your voice of praise. Fill the house. Fill the house. Fill the home. Fill the temple. Fill the tabernacle. Yendo rabayete yara rabasha.